The world of theater is full of stars. But just like in the night sky, sometimes we don't see them all. Some are in the wings, some are maybe up over us in the catwalk. Hopefully they're not under the stage, but um, you never know. In this series, we are going to meet those hidden stars of the theater, hear their stories and be inspired by them. So join me on this journey here in my state-of-the-art production studio in my backyard as we meet the hidden stars of theater. Hey everyone, and welcome back to my camper. Uh, I am Jamie Davis, the host of the Hidden Stars of Theater, and it is great to have you here as always. I'm excited today uh, about our guest. I'm always excited, but man, today you're going to love to meet Mike Ruckstad. Mike is a member of the audio team for Hamilton, Los Angeles, and their uh, Los Angeles crew there. And just, but that's just a part of who he is. Uh, Mike's passion for what he does. You're just going to be blown away uh, today by his story. It's just pretty incredible and can't wait for you to hear it. Now, before we do, though, we've got to do some other things like featured school of the week. Our featured school this week is Latta High School from Latta, Oklahoma, and uh, their coach, director, teacher, mentor of all things, Davida Smith, is um, she's doing great things with them and somebody else. I don't know, maybe me. I uh, volunteer there with them and do some of their tech stuff. Love these guys. But we are going to begin now by showing you some um, some pictures from their one act uh, that they did this year in competition, one regionals. We got a top tech award as well. Go Panthers and want to show you those and hear from Davida. And then as soon as we're done with that, we're going to come back and we are going to be in our interview with Mike. So uh, I think that's it. Let's uh, jump right into it because we got a lot to do today. So first, uh, here we go with Lada. Hi, guys. It's Miss Smith. I just wanted to uh, tell you that I miss you guys so much. I miss your creativity, your jokes, um, your making fun of my hair. I actually fixed it today, so I can't wait to hear what you have to say about that. Um, I hope you're practicing safe social distancing and you are healthy and happy, and I can't wait to see you again. Bye. Welcome back. Well, it is time, the time that we have all been waiting for with anxious anticipation. Uh, it is time to hear from and meet Mr. Mike Ruckstad. Um, Mike Ruckstad, you are in California today, so welcome. Uh, probably have some sunshine where I am. It's a little dreary and rainy, but that's okay because we're not here to talk about the weather, sir. We're here to talk about you and um, to learn about you and, and hear your experiences. And I, uh, I have been looking forward to this for quite some time since I found out you were, you were going to join us here. So welcome. 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 Thank you. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. I'm happy to be here. Absolutely. And um, so we are, you know, one of the things that uh, everybody that, that comes to these knows, we like to start right from the start, just kind of getting to know you. Um, because again, and you know, people might get sick of me saying hearing that saying this, but uh, you are who you are because of where you've been, right? And, and so, so much of what we learn about uh, not just who you are, but what you do, comes from the journey. And, you know, we've got most of our listeners are very early on in their journey. And so our goal in this is, man, let's help them out. Maybe help them learn some lessons that you learned later and you wish you'd learned earlier. So, okay. ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's give it up for Mr. Mike Ruckstad. Yay, Mike. So tell us your story, sir. Let us hear. Well, yeah, well, uh, I'm from Billings, Montana, 
um, which you don't hear a lot of <laughs> a lot of Montana people out on the road doing doing audio. Um, I went to Skyview High School there, where I did I I did do a little bit of theater, but I I actually tried my hand at acting, you know, and singing and musicals. So there's always like this magical thing of of theater in my blood for some reason, whether I knew it or not. Um, but I was always part of the band program, marching band. I was you know I was just a a heavy heavy band geek. You know, <laughs> I was the drum major, you know, all those kind of things. Yeah, we won't hold, we won't hold I, that against you. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I played trombone. That was my instrument. Um, out of school, when I graduated, I, I decided I didn't, I didn't want to go to college, you know. So I, I was going to do a tech school, which is great. Uh, I went down to Denver uh, at the time. I think it was, it was called Denver Institute Technolo Technology, uh, where I started an electronics program there. Um, which uh, about two months in, I, uh, I realized that I missed music too much, which is, which is quite a realization. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And, and uh, so I, I had my dad come pick me up. I uh, enrolled in second semester of music school up in Missoula, Montana, at the University of Montana. And uh, that's, where, that's where my music journey started, really. Um, after that, uh, I would... I was also a career college student, so I, I should be a doctor, but uh, I'm not. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm <laughs> there I, with you, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 so, I, so I went through college. I, uh, I, I, I got burnt out. You know, I'm not, I'm not much of a school person, except for the, the things that I love to, to, to learn. Yeah. Um, so I ended up, I wanted to play. So I played my instrument. So I, I moved to New York um, with uh, one of my buddies who was living out there. And, He's like, hey, next month I have a, uh, I have a room opening. You want to come out? So I was like, sure. So I got a temp job for a month and saved up like $2,000, moved out to New York with, I've never visited there. Um, I, you know, I had, I had no idea what I was getting myself into, but. So wait, the first time you moved to New York was when you, or you, you went to New York at all was yeah. when you were moving there? When I moved there. Yeah. From, from Montana. From Montana. There yeah. was no culture shock at all, was there? It, oh, no, no. It was, it, it, you know, it, was, it was strange, you know, because you always think of New York as tall buildings, tall buildings, you know, metropolis, metropolis, but I was way uptown. So it was like just apartment complexes, basically, you know, I mean, it was really nice. It was just, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. <laughs> you know, I just took that shot and I, yeah, I went. I went. Uh, but anyway, I, I, I went there and I took lessons. Uh, I played uh, in big bands. I played in some recordings. Um, I stayed there for about five years um, doing that. Uh, after that, uh, I I got a little burnt out on, on New York too because it's, it's quite a hustle to, to have to make rent. I had a, I had a second job there also, which was uh, – I, I worked for like a residential – like a high-end residential light, lighting designer named Ingo Maurer. Makes some incredible stuff. Oh, cool. um, yeah, a German guy, uh, and uh, played music. But um, I got a little burnt out of, you know, after five years of just slowly clawing away. Um, and I decided, because I, I, I had left school without graduating. So I, I decided I was going to go back um, to the University of Montana to finish my degree, which uh, I still haven't finished, by the way. Team goals, man, team goals. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I went back. And uh, went back to school. They gave me a scholarship to go back. Um, I met, uh, I, I started dating a girl who was an actress. 
you know, she she did community theater. I don't I don't know if any of you guys have heard of uh, Missoula Children's Theater, but they have the little red truck that comes around and does uh, small plays with with schools around the country, actually around the world. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, but I was part of their. Uh, I I had played in their pits um, in, in Missoula, where they're from. Um, and once I started dating this girl, they, they had told her that they needed to find a sound designer. You know, you know, I had no idea what that was. I just knew it was a guy that ran the sound, you know, um, there, that's what they do. Um, and I was like, oh yeah, you know, I've seen a, a soundboard before. I think I could probably turn on some microphones and let you guys do a play. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, once I got into it, I realized that there was so, so, so much more to this. Um, and I really fell in love. You know, it, it, it was something, it was something, uh, I, I just can't explain. It was it's something that caught me, you know. Um, all I wanted to do was learn about it and get better at it. And uh, and so that's what I did. But there's no there's no knowledge base around to to find all these this information that you need, you know, you have yeah. to really dig. Um, and so what I what I ended up finding was a, a book um, called Mixing a Musical um, by Shannon Slayton. And he's he's a uh, he's a designer out of New York. He also did some mixing on uh, on Broadway and subbing on a bunch of different shows. Um, but he wrote this book um, that I found and it was like it was gold to me, you know, <laughs> yeah. it had it. it it had it wasn't anything specific like super get it, it doesn't get really into um, specifics of mixing and 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 like designing and learning how to program a console anything like that but it was this overarching uh what what does an audio guy do in musical theater you know and it it, it goes down the list of how what the hierarchy of jobs are what um what a day in the life of someone is, you know, or like going from the design to building a show to installing a show to take, you know, moving a show, you know, it, it just goes in this overarching, letting people understand what this life is like, you know, a little bit. But uh, so that was my Bible, you know, I, I should say at the time, yeah. because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm from, from Montana. There's no real big theater. There's no big sound designers. There's no, you know, we have community theaters um, and that's, that's about it. Summer theaters. Yeah. So this was like my Bible because this is the only place I can get information from, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I, I read the thing like four times, you know, just to get, get these, uh, <laughs> just to understand what this is. And it was, it was so fascinating to me. Um, so I ended up doing, uh, I think it was two shows, three shows with uh, Missoula Children's Theater. Um designing and mixing I, I say designing loosely because i had and mixing loosely because i had no idea what i was doing um and uh and then i had a friend uh who was the uh, artistic director up at uh fort peck summer theater when that's just outside of uh glasgow montana it's like in the middle of nowhere literally in the middle of nowhere they yeah there was a study done by it <laughs> this, this town, gotcha. the town with the little amount of population around it um <laughs> but there's this this like 900 seat theater out in the middle of Fort Peck, Montana. And my buddy was a, is the artistic director. And so he hired me to be the sound designer and mixer. Um, 
sound designer mixer A1, A2. You know, it's, it's you do the whole the job, utility you know? <laughs> guy, right? Yeah, yeah you do exactly. it all. Yep. And you probably sweep the floor yep. and wash the windows. <laughs> yeah. <Yep. laughs> Build sets when you have to, you know. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. But uh, that's where I really started to be able to put this stuff into practice. And and the more the more I read and researched, the more questions I had. So right. at this time, in, in Janet Slayton's book, he, he made this, um, there, there's a term called, I was reading mixing techniques that we had, and it's called line by line mixing. I don't know if any of you have heard of this term, but basically in the, the concept of line by line mixing is, is when you, basically you, when, when someone's talking, their mic's on, when they're talking, they're off. So you're always turning on and off their mics um, in, in, in throughout the show. So there's only one mic at a time or the only, you, you just need the minimum amount of mics on at the time. The only people that are talking are saying are on. Um, and that floored me. And I was like, what, what is that all about? You know, like that can't be possible, you know, and uh, it makes sense, but it's not possible. Um, and so I looked up line by line mixing on, uh, on YouTube and I found, I think there was just one at the time, one guy that had a video up there. His name was Tim, Tim Schmidt. Um, he, he, he was uh, on the national tour, uh, Peter Pan, and he had done a, a video of his hands. And I was like, holy crap, what is that? <laughs> I was like, that's cool, <laughs> you know? And, and so I kind of Facebook stalked him and, uh, and I emailed him, you know, I, I messaged him on Facebook. And turns out he was um, very willing to share all his knowledge with me. So over phone calls, for the next, well, I should, for the next probably four, three, four years, we would have phone conversations and he would basically mentor me, like giving me, teaching me how to do things in theater, like techniques and how to tune rooms, how to set up signal change, signal, signal flow, what things are, any questions I had, he was, he was willing to help and, and, uh, and give me answers, which is, which is so amazing, you know? And so I grew from there, you know, I, I, I kept learning and learning. Um, after that first season, um, now I really had the bug, you know, to, to do dual audio because I was starting to learn real things, you know. Um, I went back to, uh, I went back to my hometown of Billings because I, I didn't have anything after that, you know. I, uh, so I worked at FedEx. I, you know, I, I was a driver for FedEx. I, um, I drove, I drove semi truck. I have a, a CDL. So I drove semis, um, whatever it took to get me yeah. back to that, that next summer. That's what yep. I did. You know, I was like, whatever gets me through the season, let's let's, I'm just, I'm looking forward to next summer, you know, cause that's yep. the whole, only thing I had going for me. Uh, but I really wanted to do this. So, uh, did my thing, went back to Fort Peck summer theater, um, the second year, uh, and during the season, uh, my the friend Tim, who who's been helping me, he he had heard that someone needed an A two on a, a very small tour of Buddy the Buddy Holly story, and so he he offered he put my name in, and and they hired me. So right after, awesome, oh, I I missed something, yeah. Uh, so so anyway, I got that job, um, and it, during that summer, I got a second job um, that would that would come in between Buddy Holly. And, and the end of the Fort Peck Summer Theater. And it, it was uh, the Palace Theater out in Wisconsin Dells. So I okay. was, they just yeah. hired me to mix the show. And they flew, you know, they flew me out there, put me up in housing, and I mixed Mary Poppins for them. And then I had to, and then right after that, I, I went on this Buddy Holly tour, because it, it was 11 weeks um, 
which I, which I feel is fantastic just to get, get your taste, see if you like touring. Um, um, and so I did that, which I learned a lot from. It was a busted truck, one nighter tour, really hard. One, one truck. Um, it's a lot of hours of working, really hard work. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, after that, I, uh, I went back to, uh, Fort Peck for another season. It turned out that, that the schedules worked out that I went back to Fort Peck Summer Theater for another season. Um, and during that season, I, uh, I'm always part of this, uh, this theater group on, on Google mail, right? whatever the, the Google groups. Um, and I, I follow that and, and Shannon Slayton, the guy that I read his book had put out a, a job posting for a, an upcoming tour uh, and they needed a, a mixer for, and I was like, I don't, I'm opportunity knocking. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I'm not qualified for that. But I, I, you know, whatever. I'm gonna put my, I'm gonna put my, uh, my resume out there. Yeah, and, it's never stopped me, man. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> that that was my that was the first uh, time where I was like, oh, get, put your name out there because you never know what's gonna happen. So uh, about twenty minutes later, uh, he called me. You know, once I sent him my resume, he called me. He's like, hey, Mike, <laughs> this is Shannon <laughs> Slayton. You know, and uh, I was kind of freaked out because I was gonna say, did you fanboy? You know, I just fanboy. I just fanboy. Um, that's awesome. Because you know, it's just weird. That's your. This is the book you've been reading. This is you know, this is the only guy you know in in theater. You know, it's like, it, and then you're talking to him on the phone. Yeah. And uh, he interviewed me, and he he thought I was perfect for the job, even though I was telling him I was like, I don't have experience. You know, and he's like, it's cool. We can teach you. You know, which I'm very thankful for. So he got my foot in the door. Um, gave me a job on the Bullets over Broadway uh, national tour. And that I did that with Savannah, uh, who you just interviewed. Um, yeah. And uh, that was great. We did 10 months, insane amount of shows, insane amount of cities, 40-some cities, I believe. It, insane. So it was um, like trial by fire, huh? Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> it was so stressful, you know, because <laughs> you're learning on the job and you're learning in a high-pressure environment. I mean, it's for me, it was just insane amount of pressure trying to trying to deal with that while learning what i needed to learn you know i had yeah. never hung speakers i had never <laughs> i i had never when i got into the shop i'd never built a show before like built the the, the touring racks you know i was like i was out of my out of my element so much you know so were but, you were you honest with him about that or did you try to fake I, it till you make it? i was 100 percent honest with him you know when Good. i yeah when i did my interview i was like hey i have never hung a center cluster like i don't know I don't know how to, what do you connect it to? You know, I didn't know that you had motors to connect it to. I didn't know there was trusts. You know, I was like, I have no idea. So, but he was really gracious with me. Um, they have, you know, his team was very, very helpful and, and gracious and, and, and helping me, very patient. Do you almost uh, feel that um, for them, having a blank slate is better than having a slate they have to try to erase mistakes and refix? It is. Yeah, you know, um, the thing in... <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna keep going back to Shannon's book because it's it's there's a lot of good information in there. But uh, what he said was, uh, as long as you're able to mix, there's something about someone that can mix a show. If you're able to mix and you've got that under control, we can we can teach the rest. You know, like the rest is is just technical things. You can learn that as you go. Yeah. But being able to mix is is so important in this industry. You know. Oh, I mean, that's what you do. That's, that's the whole point. The end Go product, figure. The end product is you mixing a show. But um, 
uh, yeah, so so I'm very so thankful that that that, that was my in. Um, after Fort Peck, uh, or sorry, after Bolts Over Broadway, I uh, I got on the I got the head of audio for the national tour, the 20th anniversary of Rent. Um, and so I went, I went out on that for another year. You got a little, little bit of a summer break, you know, in the, in between yeah. tours. Um, uh, I, uh, that was designed by Keith Caggiano, uh, and, uh, his associate was Mike Tracy. Mike Tracy is important because he, he became a mentor for me also. Um, and so, so I did another year of rent, you know, it took us to Tokyo. It took us all across the, the nation, 400 and. 40 shows, I, I believe, something like that I mixed. Uh, um, so much learning. Uh, Wait, 440 shows in what time frame? 10 months. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, you're, you're usually doing eight, eight shows a week. Um, yeah. Sometimes uh, a little less, but yeah, it's eight shows a week. But you're always touring. You know, you're always going city to city to city to city. So you're always loading in, you're always loading out. It's a lot of hours. It's a lot of hard work. <laughs> But you learn so much on the road. I mean, you, you know, you have to tune every single room. You have to make every single room try and sound the same. You know, you absolutely. Here in every seat, it's it's so challenging. Um, uh, after that, I uh, I went and I got I got I took over the first national tour of Finding Neverland, um, and that that was a different experience because I. Taking over a tour is different than starting a tour. Um, when you come in, uh, when you mix a show for the first time, you're mixing for the first time in front of an audience. You know, so <laughs> when you're mixing that show, it, it that is so stressful to to come into a show, mix it for the first time with people in the audience. Oh yeah, I can imagine because yeah. the, the sure. actors and all the performers are used to the last guy, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and he's there teaching me. You know, obviously. Yeah. Um, and I do run through it on my own on, you know, on a mixer or whatever. Uh, but <laughs> that is, that's something, you know, so that's, that's a really hard job to be able to take over, uh, learn what they were doing. You know, it's hard to change things to make it your style. Um, so you're just kind of, you're following in their footsteps, trying to make it as, as seamless as you can. Um, after finding Neverland, I did the same thing. I took over the first national tour, of uh, uh, beautiful. I don't know if it, oh, you guys have, the Carol King story. Yeah. Yep. I had a ticket didn't, for that in Midland and uh, didn't get to go because of this little thing we're going through. Oh man. I know. <laughs> um, yeah. I uh, so I did I did a year of beautiful, which was one of the most rewarding processes of my life. That the crew was so professional and so kind, and we all worked together so well. It was it was one of the most relaxing processes, you know, just a year of great people, you know, great cast, great music. It was it was such a good time. They must have um, all seen our wall of wisdom. That's exactly, what it is. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Be enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, work hard and be nice. It's probably what it was. They watch exactly. our show. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so after a year of that, uh, uh, we went. Uh, I, 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 just trying to find a job. I didn't have a job, you know, and. Uh, and then this came along, you know, Hamilton came along and uh, I got asked to join the, the audio team for uh, the LA of Hamilton. And you probably had to think yeah. about that for a long time before you said yes, I, right? I did. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm an assistant on this one. So the the thing that I had to think about was, is do I want to not be an A1? Um, and, I, you know, I think it took me a, a second to get over my ego about that, you know, because yeah. I, 
I, I want to mix, you know, that's, that's, that's what I do, you know, but then I, I had to sit back. First of all, I wanted to be a part of this, this audio team uh, with Nevin Steinberg and uh, the, his team is, is one of the smartest people, smartest couple, uh, group of people I've ever, ever met, you know, and they're kind and they're so supportive of the entire uh, sound crew through, throughout the Hamilton company. Um, there, there were just, it, it was just, so nice to have have someone like that uh, on your side, um, and uh, so that was that was another reason. Is like I, I want to be part of this this audio team. The third part was that um, I need to learn how to be an A two to be more well rounded. I need uh, to know what yep. that that aspect is from backstage. Like I need to learn how to 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 be better A one. I think I need to be a good A two. Yeah, absolutely. Know? So so this is this is all about opportunities. You know, it's, it's all about growing yourself. And that's, that's, that's how I view this journey. You know, it's like, whatever, what, whatever path you're on, you, you can always grow yourself, you know? No, that's great. So. And by the way, if you, if you want, you can use this. I've, I just had an, an epiphany. Your memoirs, you could call it Microxted <laughs> from high school to Hamilton. Oh uh, yeah. It's, it's going to make millions. It's going to make millions. Yeah. Millions. Yeah. Yeah. Just <laughs> make me in the, in the front, in the pocket notes. Or something. Yeah, oh, exactly. Me that I'll put your picture on the cover. Yeah. yeah hey, if you need to. If you need to. <laughs> well, hey, man, that's awesome. So, you know, uh, I want to go kind of go back now to some things that you you mentioned and, and have you expand those out for a little bit. Um, because, you know, the first thing that you, that I noticed is the fact that you, you know, uh, uh, Savannah, when we talked to her, Jerry J, they, they, they jumped into the career right out of college. You have a different path, which is one of the things I love about having different guests is, you know, if we have a passion, doesn't we don't always we don't always know about it until later in life. And whatever your journey is, still go for it. So but the, the difference, the amazing thing about you is I would call it a meteoric rise in this industry. You started five years ago and now you're in Hamilton, arguably the hottest show in the world right now in the universe. Right. We don't know if there's musical theater anywhere else. Maybe the hottest show in the universe. And here you are on their production team. Five years ago, you would say you didn't know it was a, a career, and now yeah, yeah. this. There's got to be something there, something to you that, that makes you a little different. And I think one of the things, and I know you know from where we talked before, um, music in your background, right? Mm -hmm. How big mm -hmm. of a difference has that made for you, being a musician before you were a sound man? I think, uh, well, I think the fact of being a musician in the first place, you know, that gave me. It was a different part of my life, but I think it gave me, um, you know, I came into this older, maybe I had a, a couple more life experiences, but I think the big part was being a musician, um, being able to listen across an ensemble, um, knowing what each instrument sounds like, um, and understanding how, how, how parts, melodies, and harmonies work together uh, to create a larger pieces. You know, it's, it's like uh, when I'm mixing, you know, I, I don't, tend to listen to words so much um, as, as I do of melodies and harmonies and um, yeah, just how it all fits together. Yeah. 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 And I think that's, that's what being a musician really taught me is how, how this works. What, how do you balance and blend a group of voices or a, a band? Like does, is that second read chair? Are they playing the melody with, with the singer on stage right now. So if it's the case, maybe I should bump them up. I, I think that's that's kind of 
maybe what, what gives me an edge, maybe it's not, it, it's just an added uh, edge, I guess, that I have, uh, just being able to hear things like that. Right. Well, and I got to imagine that um, probably the uh, the musicians love that, right? So you're not just some sound guy in the back of the room turning things on and off mechanically, but you actually yeah. are almost a part of the orchestra and accentuating what they do. And that's exactly that's huge. That, yeah. That's that's another big thing is is when I do go and talk to them, uh, I can talk music with them. You know, I, they don't have to try and dumb down what they're trying to tell me. I want this in this section. I I I am a musician, so I understand like measure four, there's this line, you know, maybe they want that to be pushed out a little bit. So that really helps too. I, I'm able to communicate music with, with everyone that needs to, to know, you know? Yeah, that's good. They've never though just jumped up and said, Hey Mike, we need a trombone player. G get down here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. I'll, from, <laughs> I'll play from front of house. I'll just play. While I'm <laughs> that, that would be impressive. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Very good. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, to me, that's, that's gotta be huge. Right. Just to be able to, to know music and feel music and and take it yeah. beyond that. So I think that's such a, a skill that, that I'm I'm happy that I, I went through that, you know, to to understand music, you know, just playing it and studying it. Um, put a lot of years on, on my journey, but it, it's so helpful. You know, that's awesome. And is that a fairly yeah. common thing that you find among your colleagues in, in, the, in uh, the sound a world? Lot of, a lot of the times they are some sort of musician, maybe not always. Uh, that's not necessarily the. It has to be that way but a lot of times they have some sort of they play guitar or sometimes you know they played trombone in high school or you know there's always some sort of musical background maybe they were a singer maybe they're an actor you know there's a, something always there yeah awesome so would you say it's important enough or has made a difference enough that if somebody was thinking about becoming a uh, uh or going into sound as a as a profession that at least familiarity or listening to music or, or doing something you know that whatever you can do to become more familiar with that yeah and i think that that's was my greatest strength i loved listening to music and i love listening deep into music so i i, I uh even an exercise if you're getting interested in, in sound like an exercise you can do is just put on whatever recording even if it's rock and roll opera whatever movie soundtracks um understand that being able to listen deep listening to like the chimbasso you know the low brass, maybe a tuba. What is the tuba player doing? What is the first violins doing? Like being able to pick out each instrument um, and and understand what they're doing. Are they playing the same melody with the, the singer? Like, or, you know, what what's going on there? And that's just such good listening skills. You know, being a good listener is really, really big. Yeah, absolutely. That's huge. Yeah. All right. So we're going to get back into some of that here, I think a little later, but first just at, this would be a great point to kind of pause in, in the journey and everything. And, um, mm -hmm. You know, some of the terms that you use, A1, A2, uh, A1's a great steak sauce. Love it. Wish, wish mm -hmm. I had me a ribeye right now. <laughs> but um, just to educate us, because, you know, a lot of people don't know those terms, even, you know, community theater, it's the sound guy or, or whatever, uh, because sure. it is. It's one guy doing everything. Um, so just kind of break it down real quick. What, what are the different mm -hmm. positions if I was looking to pursue or a student was looking to pursue uh, sound mm -hmm. from designer to, to, to what it is and how do they differ? What do they do? Sure. And, and this is just uh, specifically, this is musical theater, uh, the sound. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Because um, it's so different from rock and roll. So it's different in community theaters. It's different in regional theaters. But as far as touring sound or Broadway and some community theaters uh, or regional theaters, uh, it, it usually starts with the sound designer. The sound designer is, is the 
he, he's the boss. He 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 chooses all the equipment he wants to for the show. Microphones. Uh, it, it's he tunes the the sound system to the way he wants to sound. The show sounds the way it sounds because of him. And then you have uh, an assistant or, or an associate designer, depending on how, how they want to call themselves. Usually they're the, the, the right hand uh, of the designer. They're, they're there to help when he's not there, have answers, communicate between uh, whoever they need to be. Um, they, uh, they usually are a big part of all the technical aspects of, of the show. Um, helping out with the designer. Uh, and then you go into a production audio person. Uh, and that is the physical guy on the show. So so the physical, um, as far as parts, making sure like when you go into an audio build, when you build, you go to the sound shop and you build audio right. for the tour or whatever, he's the person that makes it happen. Like gets the parts from from the shop, makes sure everything that you've ordered from the shop shows up, make sure they're ready and supports them out on the tour if they, you know, if they need uh, something out on tour. He spends uh, the money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and he's, they're, they're, he or she is really busy usually, you know, <laughs> taking care of oh, yeah. everything that the show and needs. He's probably the one that gets schmoozed by sound salesman, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and then uh, the A1 um, is the, basically, the, uh, when, when we're on, the, on tour, the A1 uh, is usually the, the boss of, of our department. Technically, under union rules, we are we are under the electrics department, but it's it's not quite that way. I mean, it, technically we are, but it, they're different departments. So usually, the the head of the audio is uh, is the boss of our department. So uh, he or she mixes the shows. Usually, the bulk of the shows, depending on the the, the level of tour you're on, they'll mix all the shows or they mix most of the shows uh, every week. Um, they're they're obviously the uh, they talk to the designers. They talk to the assistant designers and production audio people. Um, they talk to basically the point person for for our department. They uh, tell how they want our department to run. They tell you know what needs to get done. They're and they're the boss. They're a supervisor. Yep, they're the boss. And then the A two, um, depending on the size of the tour, the A two. Um, First of all, mixes some of the shows. If you're on a larger show, um, they'll mix probably three times a week, um, and then the A2 or the A1 will come back and do your your backstage track. Okay, um, and I, I want to stop you right mm -hmm, here because mm -hmm. this this is fascinating to me. When when you and I talked, you you said you uh, you know if you want to see uh, you and um, and you you've got me some video that uh, that I think mm -hmm. we can show, and I'll mm -hmm. do that here. Uh, when, when we're done um, as a way to close the show, because I want people to see it. But uh, yeah. you also said go online and watch on YouTube and look at the Jamie Heideman, um, uh, his, his series where he, he, he met with some of the, I think the, the San Francisco team um, when they oh, were yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and dude. Okay. So for me, when, when I've always thought of mixing, right. Uh, mm -hmm. Is, is, you get your good mix and then you, you turn on all the mics that are in the scene. And, you know, cause it's community theater. That's what we do. Right. Sure, sure. Uh, and in, even in the university level, uh, mm -hmm. if there's 15 mics in a scene, you, you turn them all on. And then when the scene's mm -hmm. over, you mute them all. Right. Explain to yeah. us this line by line insanity that yeah, you so, are yeah. like a mixing God. It's insane. And when people see it, they will not believe it. It's insane. So it's, it's, um, 
basically you're you're turning on a mic when they're talking or singing and you're turning it off when they're not so every line that you're reading on a script their microphone is on they're shut off and the next person's microphone is on so if you can think about like uh how much movement there is when you're doing that um it's, well and, yeah, and it's, just it's, so yeah. people understand one guy there's not a team of you doing this right when you are mixing the board live for hamilton which is insane. I've seen Hamilton on Broadway. It, there's mm -hmm. some scenes that are insane. It's got to look mm -hmm. like Guitar Hero, right? I mean, yep. this, you're, con yep. you're moving faders up and down constantly. And, and you, you say it's when they say the line, but you got to anticipate it, right? Okay. It's got to be Or timing. it's too late. You, know, it's, you, you, have to, you have to feel every, every bit of time. Uh, you have to understand their timing. You, have to, uh, you, you, you need to know the show. You, know, you need to know what's what that actor's timing is when they say their lines. Some, Cause when, a, when an understudy will come on, it's gonna be totally different. So you have to understand multiple people's timing in that role, uh, anticipate, understand what you're doing. Not only that, it's not just putting it up to a number, you know, the, the fader, um, you right, have to use right. your ears. So you're always balancing. Sometimes your, your, your fingers are at the same level. Sometimes they're, they're different. Uh, say you're in a big number and you have a soloist, but people, other people are, uh, singing along you have to you have to balance them they have to push them over the over the rest of the people so you you'll see on, on some of these uh i have a couple videos uh you'll see that when someone's talking they have little solo lines you're you're popping them out it's 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 like playing a piano i mean it, it really is well uh, and again having... uh, that's got to being a musician i mean you're playing music you really are you're playing an instrument um yeah. it's it's crazy so here was as i watched the video i didn't go last night and watch that video my my i had to wonder do do you just is there muscle memory involved i mean can you could you take a scene after you've done it for a while and and do it even not listening yeah oh yeah um, <laughs> totally uh, well yeah that's interesting i probably could in my head i never i've never thought to try that <laughs> but uh Come on, Usually, right now, bust out a scene. Yeah, Come right, on. Right, let's, let me get my mixer here. Uh, <laughs> How does a... <laughs> uh, yeah, right. uh, usually around 60 shows, 60 to 80 shows, I'll have the whole show memorized. So I won't, I won't need the script anymore. Um, and that really opens you up to being able to craft the sound, you know? So it's... Um, it's amazing how much muscle, muscle memory. Even, even today, when I'm, when I'm listening to Rent, I know there, there's one, you know, a spot in one song, you know, I know that was a scene change, you know, and it's all, it's, it just comes to me right away. And I'm like, oh, scene change in time. You know, it's like, it's, it's, uh, it's amazing how, how much the muscle memory sticks with you. So is you it know? hard to be, when you listen to those recordings, is it hard to, to be critical, to not be critical of whoever was doing sound? Oh, dude, totally missed well, that yeah. line. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, but uh those like the studio recordings are in a studio, so there's never any mistakes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Because you never know what's gonna happen when you're doing a recording. Tornadoes, all kinds yep, of stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> <laughs> so um and I interrupted you. So uh you were you were talking about an A2, but I just wanted to throw that in because that's an amazing yeah. thing. Most people don't understand it's not just turning things on and off, it's mm -hmm. constantly being in it and how stressful and the fact yeah. that one person can can pull that off. For a show right. like Hamilton is is insanity. That's yeah, crazy. it's a lot too. I mean, they're oh yeah, uh, they do some. I, I don't know if you guys know about uh, time delay changes or anything like that. Uh, as further the speaker away is is from you, 
yeah, just being able to line up things. Uh, there's there's multiple pushes or like multiple scene changes, button pushes uh, to change a scene just because actors are moving upstage and we need to change the time delay in their microphone. I mean, it's it's insanely detailed. That's crazy. Uh, how how this is yeah how this works. I mean, that's crazy. And the yeah. echo. I know like Hamilton has has some effects like echoes and things like that. I'm gonna imagine all of and that is a live. change and yep. a drop and, and a live. live. That's all live. A button push. I mean, yeah, it's 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 uh, much. Intense. Much respect, my friend. So, so what you're saying is this is not a high pressure job at all. No, no, not at all. <laughs> no, it's, so, it's anybody going into this has got to be someone that deals with stressful yeah. situations and thinking on the yeah. fly and yeah, crazy. Exactly. <laughs> and learning those skills to be in a pressure situation uh, and being able to handle things that go wrong while you're mixing. I mean, it gets really stressful sometimes, but you learn how to deal with it. You learn how to manage things because uh, you can't stop thinking like if you if you stop if someone if a if you miss a line let's say and you freak out and you shut down for two seconds you miss you're two, gone. two more lines yeah you miss two more lines now you're now you're really behind you know so you always just have to let it go let it go let it go you know or if something goes wrong learn how to fix it real fast while mixing you know while mixing the show and the show always has to be going you can't just stop because you know something happened uh, wow much yeah. respect. oh so we're, we're, where were we a2 yeah a2 yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry uh, i know we could we could talk forever on this uh but in, so then then you go to an a2 who who also mixes so it's very important for anyone going into musical theater audio needs to have some sort of idea of how to mix um that will be very very helpful for you uh so the a2 uh will take care of everything backstage basically everything in the audio system you're the troubleshooter when things go wrong because the a1's out mixing uh so we are in, we are in charge of uh comm which is all the communications between all the departments we have headset i'm sure you guys have seen this in theater um anything that goes wrong with that buzzes fixes uh we, we need to go out and, and be able to fix that uh, we're in charge of all the video that goes to basically stage mask. So it's all our uh, front of house shots, all our conductor shots um, that uh, the, the stage manager uses basically to keep, keep everyone safe. They can see things in the dark. So we're in charge of that kind of video. Um, I'm in charge of uh, all the microphones, all the radio frequencies. If we're having problems with radio frequencies, that's my job. If a microphone breaks, that's my job to fix that in a timely manner uh before they go back out if you can you know if it breaks while they're on stage they come off you try and fix it send them back out with a new mic um and then yeah and in uh, hamilton do, uh, do a couple of the characters wear more than one mic is that what there i understand um there there are there's there's uh i believe two i could i could go look i have i had to bring all the microphones home with me because I'm still building because oh wow that's, that's another <laughs> thing uh, the A2 builds the mic so on Hamilton it's special like you can watch that video another one of for the, of the A2 of, of uh, that Hamilton video uh, yeah with with Jamie yeah. Heidemann yeah so we make our own mics and we fit it to each person's ear we bend wire um, and fit it to each person's face and ear and then we um, tie microphones onto these earpieces that makes it you know a perfect fit for each each uh, actor. And some of them have two. I think there's two, three people, two people that have, I don't know. I'll have to look. I, it's been a while since I've looked at <laughs> 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 They have double mic rigs. So they have a double yeah. mic pack and, and two mics on them. 
That's crazy. Um, and it's pretty, pretty I can I can actually send you pictures of that if you want to uh, yeah. put that up too. But that would be cool. Really fun. Yeah. Yeah. So and A2 you, and yeah. uh, mm-hmm. it, they, um, they're they the ones backstage, so they know everybody's track and, and a lot to keep track of there as well. Huh? Yep. Uh, we're, you know, we also, if, if there's a problem in the band, you know, if there's, if it's, uh, an in-ear monitor's avioms go out, uh, if a, if a conductor camera monitor goes out, we have to be there ready. If, it, if a mic input is popping, you know, we have to go down and know where to fix it. So we're, we're the, the backstage guy. We're also, uh, usually we'll have a local person that's part of the theater back there running, running the deck track. So basically like putting out, you know, on Hamilton, they have the King's hat with a microphone in it. We'll, we'll have the local audio person running all those kind of things when you, you place it on the, the actor's head or, you know, whatever. And that keeps the actual, the, the show a two free just in case something happens out, out front of house and they have to run out there and mix, you know? So it keeps keeps you free to troubleshoot, listen to mics ahead of time, uh, try and catch things, and then also be free to go up front if you need to. Wow, that's a lot, man. Yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's it, yeah, it's great. That's cool. So um, A threes, A fours, all the way to like wait, a, a whatever yeah, is, I, yeah. that hierarchy depends on the size of the show. It depends on the size of the show. I don't know if I've ever heard of anything going past A four, but I am. Uh, new to this I just, business, so yeah. just making stuff up there, man. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> <laughs> a mega show, yeah, A thirty-five. Exactly. Yeah, movie. Uh, yeah, movie musicals. Maybe I don't know. You know, uh, <laughs> TV uh, musicals. So, so one uh, just a quick thing here. Um, mm-hmm. You uh, have, I think, it sounds like most of your th- your 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 experience has been in tours. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then this one, uh, you're Hamilton, LA, and going to be planted there for a while. Yeah, uh, year and a half is is what it scheduled. We're already down two months, but <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Hopefully, you know that extends yeah. or something. But yeah. um, yeah, so you enjoy being in one place, or you enjoy traveling in the challenge of because I, I can imagine, yeah. especially like if you're traveling with Hamilton, every room is different and every nuance yeah. is different, and you don't have much time to learn that. Yeah, you know, some people some people love that, you know, uh, being able to sit down and I, you know, to a point, I love that too, but I get, I'm a, I'm a little antsy, you know, after a while. Um, so I really love touring. Like that's what I really love to do. Um, you get to go, first of all, you know, you get to see your friends that have moved out of your state or out of your, you know, you, people across the country that you have, you normally wouldn't be able to see, you get to go see them and just enjoy life that way. Yeah, that's places. cool. But also the challenge of, having to tune each room, like make, make the speakers sound the same, making it sound great in every seat, in every room. You know, that's an amazing challenge that, that I, I just love. And, and it's, it's hard work. I mean, you work a lot of hours, but uh, it, it's so rewarding, you know, making the friends you have on tour also, they become your family just because of all the, all the problems you go through and you just, you're traveling together. You're always around each other. It's, it's, it's pretty, pretty amazing. You know, I'll have yeah. like one friends because of it. That's great. And yeah. we're meeting some of them. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Exactly. Um, awesome. Well, thank you. That, that's good. Um, so now I, I tell you, I've, I've been looking forward to this part of the interview because um, just so, so, you know, people know, I always, whoever's going to be the guest, I always spend some time talking to them just to, to get to know their story. And we talk about, you know, what would be good. Um, well, you and I are, are usually those are about an hour. I think we talked two hours. Yeah, and yeah, it's did. because we got on this thing where we both just got super passionate and I've, yeah. you know, everything before this in the interview so far has been great, Mike, but man, 
when you started talking about why you love what you do, yeah. um, I got excited, not just because I was, I was ready to have you mentor me. I'm jump, jump out on the road and start mixing, man. <laughs> but, um, in, man, I'm ready to hear that again. Start just with, you know, what is it answering that question? Why do you love this? What is it that you're passionate about? And, and where does that come from? Where does that come from? Yeah. You know, I, it's, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to, it's weird to talk about because I've never had to explain it. And then I, I start thinking about why it is the way I feel the way I do when I mix. And it's, I, you know, it starts with music, music. I never thought I would give up playing music and, and to a point I haven't, but, uh, professionally it, it was like it was my heart and like the the feeling i got when creating music with people um i realized that there was um i would call it emotion the the emotion of music and like what music does to you um how how music can push a story along and um wh whether people know it or not you know um it, it it's uh what you know why why in movies why why am I feeling this way? You know, why is it so intense right now? Absolutely. Yeah. The music pushing that, yep. you know, and it, it fascinated me and, and, and being able to come to, to do audio for, for music, musical theater specifically um, w was so magical to me because you're basically, you're also, you're creating music. You are, basically the conductor with ultimate control. So everything that everyone has been doing, all the actors, all the band, everyone that is running the show on stage, you are the, the last part of the, the puzzle to let the audience hear. So you have this control and it's a, it's a you know, it's a big, uh, what do you call it? A, a responsibility, you know, yeah, to create this, this moment that everyone has been working so hard to do. And that's what really gets me, you know, there's, there's times where I like, you know, talking about it's giving me goosebumps because <laughs> uh, that feeling of uh, pushing this, this emotional moment, you know, pushing the band, pushing the, and everyone, you could feel everyone holding their breath in the, in the audience, you know, um, that, that is, there's something in, indescribable. I, I don't know how, how to describe that. You know, this is, this is why I love it. It's, it's almost, um, it's almost addictive, you know? Oh, yeah. It's got to yeah. be addictive, man. Because you yeah. are, you know, when I think about what, and, and was listening and, and hearing you just, as you talk, you're, you are sculpting not only mm -hmm. what, you're, you're not only sculpting the sound that is coming through the sound system, but you yeah. are in tune with the audience and you are sculpting their emotion. Yeah. In a yeah, big way. It, right. Cause you can you sense that penultimate moment. And when do you start fading? When do you, when do you, how slow is exactly. the, the, the exactly. rise? And yeah, so you're, that's you're, awesome. It's getting, it's getting worse. <laughs> you're you're <laughs> going to say, forget the yeah. virus. Let's go. Oh, no, I'm ready. Right, Let's right, go right, mix it that. now. Yeah. No, huh. There's something to that. And it, it's this, uh, I, I get into this, this uh, uh, focused state, you know, and, and I love, just like I said, you know, listening across an ensemble, understanding what they do, there's, you know, there's times when you're like, what, oh my gosh, that trombone is playing a melody octave lower than the, than the, the melody with the actors. And I mean, like, you're like, oh, let's push that out a little bit more. And it just, it creates this depth in the sound, the depth of the feeling, you know, I, I, I might sound weird talking about it this way, but that's not, no, you, I, you honestly don't, man. I, I get it, you know? Yeah, yeah. This is how I feel mixing, you know? And it's, 
it's it's interesting. I don't know. I mean, this is uh, yeah. I don't know. I I haven't talked to a lot of people about how mixing, how I mix, how it feels. Yeah. Um, there are a few people that feel the same way, but it, you know, I I don't know about everyone else. So. Well, and again, you know, I said in the beginning there had to be something that was one of the reasons that you had this meteoric rise from. Uh, five years to from from not knowing his career to Hamilton uh, to me that has to be part of it because as performers we all do that as I act when I act when I sing when I direct whatever I'm doing we're molding actors or we're molding our part our mm -hmm. our performance and so they have to sense that in you as well and appreciate the fact that you're not just turning it on it's not just a mechanical thing but right. you are accentuating what they're doing because if they're doing a good job and then you take that and you mix it well together and you put that that's uh. that's one of those that's the when those magical moments in theater happen yeah. um yeah. that are just don't always happen but when they do you experience it and I, I I owe you an apology, I think, and everybody in the series. And I'll tell you why, because when I began to formulate what I wanted to do, and I called this, this series, The Hidden Stars of Theater, I actually said this statement, and I'm a bit shamed to admit it now. I said, <laughs> we want to focus on the, the roles that are non-performers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's, I yeah, apologize. I agree. No, it, it's totally okay, because people don't know what we do. You know, and if, if, if I could give uh, any of the teachers out that, that if you can find, if a tour comes through town, try and get your students to watch what, what that audio guy's doing. Because it's, it's amazing what happens back there. Or, or even any of the jobs backstage, it's amazing what they do just to make this show happen. You know, um, it's, it's quite a team, team event, you know, and they're, they're highly skilled people. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, well, I tell you what, I will do my best to make it to L.A. so so I can come sit behind <laughs> you and hey, I swear I'll pay attention to you the whole time and <laughs> I really will at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just yeah. amazing, man. That's that. Uh, that see, yeah, I, mean, I, we, I really am. You know, I'm we, ready we, to do we it. We probably talked 50 minutes on this yesterday. Just oh, we just did of this, and I, it's so easy to get off on a tangent about the feeling of music. And it, you know, if you uh, at all the people listening, you know, like. Think about watch next time you watch a movie. Think about the movie without the soundtrack. What would it be like? And and then think about what the soundtrack is doing to you emotionally. Like why are you like in a scary movie? Why right now is it? Am I getting so you know anxious? You know, it's you know partly from from what you're seeing, but a lot from what you're hearing. You don't realize how much how much it's affecting you. Oh, yeah. You can completely yeah. change somebody's demeanor and, and their feelings and everything just by change. You can change a scene I've seen from comedy to, you know, there's there's these little clips oh. where the, you take a scary yeah. movie and you put a, a comedic yep. song to it and it makes the whole thing yeah. funny. Or if you guys look up Scary Mary, they, they changed the yes. music to uh, Mary Poppins, you know, and it's yeah. a scary horror film now. And it's it's really <laughs> great to watch. And it's amazing how much it just changes the, the whole idea of the, the show. You know? <laughs> Well, that's awesome. Well, dude, we're we're running out of time. I, I yeah, literally yeah. should have made I should have made this uh, two episodes. But um, <laughs> yeah. uh, so just before we get to the Q and A, um, mm -hmm. this is your chance, man, so to drop some wisdom bombs on some some kids that are watching <laughs> that are thinking, I want to go into I want to go into this. Mike has inspired me. I love music. I love you know I, what what can I do? What would you what would you say to them? Maybe what they should be, what they should not mm -hmm. be to be successful. Uh, well, what does it take? Yeah, well, you know, for right now, like understand that that 
this is a long process, you know, start, start researching now, do, do it like one step at a time, research something, go down the rabbit hole, find what you can through, you know, I, I call it the YouTube, the YouTube uh, hole, you know, like you, you go down <laughs> this rabbit hole, go off here, go off here and you find out so much things. Do that, do that about audio. Once you find a term, say like line by line mixing, go check that out on YouTube. There's a ton of videos up now. Um, you can go do that. You, it, it's going to take you a lot of different places. There's going to be a lot of a lot of information out there just off of that. You know, talk to people. You can email people. You can email me. You can, uh, if you have questions about what it's like, what to do, uh, get some, get some information. You know, from the people that are doing it. Um, you know, just just research and understand the craft. You know, understand that touring's what what touring's like what what broadway's like what doing uh community theater or doing uh regional theater is like you know understand talk to those people understand what what they do uh what their responsibilities are you know and networking is a huge part uh, of this learn how to talk to people learn how to network um ask questions because people are willing to give these answers you know and that that's a big that's a big part of it and that's a big part of how i worked my way up here you know it's just yeah. there's a lot of network a lot of talking to people absolutely and i know um with with that uh you know you talked about the same thing everybody else does when, when we talk mm -hmm. being nice right uh, how important oh, yeah. is that in this it is for everything it it's seems like 90 like. percent of the game you know really especially when you're touring you, you you're touring and you're you're living with these people maybe on a bus you know you have a 12 people in bunks you're living on a bus uh you have to get along I mean, you have to learn how to work with these people all day and then get on a bus and ride to the next city, you know, wake up with them. It's you, you become really close. And if you're, if you're a horrible person, it, this is going to be real rough on you. You, you, you probably won't get a job the next time, you know, possibly. Uh, it's, it's that important that you, you're able to work together. So. Very good. Yeah. All right. Well, we've come down to that that moment. You've seen the other episodes. I know you you shared that you watched because <laughs> uh, you're you're friends with yeah. with Jerry J uh, and yep. Savannah both, and um, we have our gateway mortgage right here, the Wall of Wisdom, mm -hmm. where everybody gets a piece of gaff tape, and I've got yours right here, and I've got my. Uh, <laughs> My white my uh, paint pen. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be, it's going to live up there forever or at least until this trailer falls apart, which could be next week. Hopefully yeah. not. But so what words of wisdom do you, sir, want to put on the wall that to, to share with students on how to, how to succeed yeah. in, in this, in this Obviously, world? My first one is learn to work together, learn how to work Art. together. Uh, you're you're going to have a few on this. I'm sorry. I couldn't, I couldn't just put it down. There. <laughs> That's right. Uh, the things I think about the most are learning how to work together, uh, work hard and stay focused on your goal. No matter what, what road this journey takes you down, work hard and stay focused on that goal because you're going to pick up so much things that's on different roads that are going to make you so well-rounded. And it's going to, you're going to learn everywhere you go, wherever you can go. Even if you're working at FedEx, you can learn something from that. Learn something yeah. about life in that way. Uh, be flexible, you know, work with people. It's, I guess that's, a, that's a, still the same, but be flexible. Don't always say no. You know, sometimes it takes a little research. If you're, if you're in a community theater, be flexible. When, when a director says, Hey, can you, you know, put 34 speakers uh, stage right? And you're like, let me look at it. You know, don't say no, <laughs> be flexible, be flexible in loading in and loading out. And uh, I think that one of the most important is just enjoy your journey. Yeah. Enjoy your journey. 
So I've got those them all the, yeah, on there one you piece go. of paper. <laughs> Yeah, you have to another. You have another sign. I can, yeah. I can go all day. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just do Mike's Mike's well of wisdom. Yeah. Cool, very good. Well, we're going to put that up there, and yeah. uh, that is awesome. So we're going to transition over now and see what uh, questions we have. I've seen some coming in, and uh, let's pull this up. And all right, uh, Piper Smith. Piper, if you want to unmute your mic, microphone, and ask Mike a question. Which one? I asked like three. <laughs> oh, I just saw the first one here about uh, how do you recommend someone interested get started? Okay. I just asked your question. I apologize. Um, Go so ahead, Piper, I, ask the question. <laughs> well, I'm a graduating senior, so of course I did mm -hmm. not get to finish out my last year of uh, theater, right. and I don't. I'm not going to college for that. I missed all the appointments to get into college mm -hmm. for that reason. Mm -hmm. But how do I get involved still? Like, I still love theater. I still want to be in tech and audio and everything. How do I go? Do I like, do I walk into my community theater and say, hey, I want to work tech? Or do I need to like email people and be like, hey, you open it up for an internship? How do I go about that? Yes, all of that. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, community theater is, is, that's where I start. I mean, it's a great place to start. Um, even if, if there's already an audio person there, maybe you could uh, figure out a little internship with them. All you, like, there's no, nothing, it, it's not gonna hurt you just to ask. If they say no, they say no. Someone's gonna say yes, especially, you know, I don't know where you, you live, but, uh, or where you, you will be living, but you, you can look into regional theaters. You know, sometimes they'll have a regional theater that they'll have an internship there also, or they need someone, maybe they need an A2, or maybe they need, uh, you know, something, yeah definitely reach out uh, to, to theaters around your community and see if there's something there for you. And, and I can say if you're still in Ada, uh, when one of the times around, as a director in the community theater and part of the board of directors uh, of Ada Community Theater Piper, yes, I just said yes. I just said yes. There, that was easy. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank you. Awesome, thank you. All right, so next we have Davida Smith. Davida. You can unmute that microphone and ask us a question. Actually, Davida, maybe I think she has bad reception. Gotcha. So I will ask for her. She is wondering, in small school theater, uh, when I choose students or students, and, and Davida is one of our teachers on today. Okay. Um, in a small school theater, when I choose students or, uh, or students that th think they want to do audio, mm -hmm. what traits would you look for in those students? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, that's hard to say because because someone with no experience could turn out to be unreal, you know, like amazing. So I guess the base thing that I would look at is the willingness to want to learn. You know, if they're interested in audio, heck yes. You know, uh, give them a shot, especially if they're just make sure that they have to follow through when it gets hard, you know. Um, I think that would be the, the base. Maybe a maybe a, a technical type of brain, maybe, um, would be another another thing. You know, that's just hard. I think the, my biggest thing would be uh, the willingness. Like, they, they show they want to try this and learn, you know. Because I don't know if that answers your question, but that, that would be my the base aspect. Yeah, no, I think I that was good. I yeah. think you're right on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sweet. 
Uh, let's see. Um, uh, da, da, da. Piper Smith, you want to ask your one about recommended resources? Oh, <laughs> you had some good questions. I, I'm a techie at heart. Thank you. Uh, yeah, recommended resources what, and what should I do to learn how to mix at home when really all I have is like an iPad and a keyboard? Great. There's there's a there's a couple um, resources out there. There's actually one made. There's a there's a a practice. There's a couple out there, but the, the one that I have is a, it, it's made by Casecraft. It's kind of kind of pricey. Um, I think it's like two hundred and twenty five dollars, but it's it's a replica of the Digico SD seven, and uh, it has all the working faders on it. So you can practice, and it's what I practice on when I'm at home. So I. You, you can practice just running faders. Uh, and that's, that's probably the biggest tool that I have uh, to, to practice at home. So do you have a nickname? Uh, my nickname? Uh, yeah. Not, not really. The, the, kid, the people, on, since there was one mic on, on uh, the rent tour, they called me uh, Mike Mike. So that, that, was my, <laughs> that was my nickname. On my first, huh. Yeah, on my first tour, the, Mike, the Buddy Holly tour, they called me Ranger. For some reason, <laughs> that was that kind of stuck with me all the way through Finding Neverland. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, I would just want to be yes. Lord Fader. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah, or Darth Fader. Uh, that would be good too. I, I hope that I that, that would be question, good too. But, uh, yeah, that I didn't know that that that's really a cool resource, so kind of a dummy craft, board that uh, you can you can check that out online. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'll find that link yeah. and add it to the Sounds to the good. notes. Uh, Brady, I, Brady, you you put it's not a question, but you wanted to say something, and, and dude, I think that's well worth saying. So if you can unmute your mic and, and tell uh, Mike here what you had to say, Brady. Uh, sorry. There you go. Um, <laughs> no, I just I didn't really have a question. Um, you know, I'm fairly new when it comes to tech, and I I am trying to learn as much as I can this year, but um. I just wanted to thank you and I appreciate you sharing your story with us and, you know, taking time out of your day to teach us some new things. So thank you. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, I really appreciate that. Actually. Um, I love, I love this. You know, this is how, this is how I got into it. People sharing knowledge and I'm, I'm happy to do this. So thank you. That means a lot to me. And that, I think that's echoed all, by all of us, man. This has been, this has been good. So a couple, um, uh, two last questions here. One is from Piper. Mm -hmm. Piper, I'm going to go ahead and ask this one for you. Uh, just uh, what, if, if you could, because I actually wanted, wondered this question as well. And, and mm -hmm. it may be that the answer is Hamilton. If you could, mm -hmm. if you could do any, any, any show, right? Mm -hmm. uh, what show would you work? What's that? Is there a show out there? Because I know, you know, for an actor, for me, Jean Valjean and Les Mis is my big bucket list role. Yeah, yeah. But as a I'll, sound I'll, guy, do you, yeah. do you have those? <laughs> I want to mix. Obviously. Uh, Whatever. Yeah, Hamilton's pretty awesome, but uh, I, I, there are those moments. Like, there's a lot of moments in there that gives me goosebumps. You know, there's moments that uh, will make me tear up. Uh, but I think we we talked about this a little yesterday um, when I when I went to see Hades Town. Like, there's something about Hades Town that like gets me. You know, I and and I really really want to mix that show. <laughs> yeah. Some someday, and it, it's just such great music. You know. Uh, I think I think Hades Town would probably be biggest on the list. I mean, besides Hamilton, obviously. But, uh. Mike Ruckstad, you are awesome, man. This has been so so good. Thank you. Uh, I, Thank I can't you. even yeah. begin to tell you just how much I've enjoyed it, and and our students. And oh, 
I finally, I got it all written down on one piece of gaff tape. Ooh, so go. here goes. <laughs> Drum roll up on the board on the Gateway Mortgage Group. Thank you, Michael McElroy, for your support of our program. There we go. One more piece of wisdom up on the board. And it's a three part, which is, hey, we got our money's worth. Well, and what we always like to do, you know, uh, Mike, you guys as sound engineers, you don't get to do a curtain call, right? But you are stars mm -hmm. as much as anyone there. And so we want to give you a curtain call and a round of applause. So everybody unmute your microphone and let's give Mike a big round of applause. Absolutely, man. <laughs> yes. So you Thank rock. You, you rock. Thank and we you. hope to be able to see you live someday. It'd be, that would be, that yeah, would be just I'd freaking awesome. Say hi. You absolutely bet. Mike, I'll take you up on that, man. I look forward to coming out there maybe sometime and seeing you. Cause I would love to see you work your magic uh, with that line by line uh, mixing, which is just crazy, crazy. You're like a wizard doing that stuff, but yeah, that uh, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. So I'll see you in LA sometime, man. But Hey, everyone else, I wish I could take you with us, but, but I can't. If you get out there, though, go say hi to Mike. He said it. He would love to see you there. But um, I can't thank him enough. can't thank you enough for being here, you guys. In fact, right now, let me know you were here by going down, hitting subscribe, hitting a like. It sounds like a silly thing to ask, but it actually helps us out getting support for uh, making this program available to you and your schools and everybody for free. Thank you, Gateway Mortgage, Michael McElroy for our Wall of Wisdom sponsorship and uh, Latta High School. Man, so many people to thank. You guys are all stars to me. And Latta High School, Davida Smith, all of you guys, love you guys. Thank you for being here and being our feature school. Um, other than that, I think we're done. So we will see you next time. We've got a great guest coming up, um, Emma Bogave, who is a wardrobe supervisor. So if you're into that, be sure to check out the next episode. Uh, otherwise, we're going to close out things here by paying a tribute to our seniors from Latta High School, the seniors of 2020 uh, Panthers, and they'll take us out. All right, guys, we'll see you next time. Thanks for coming.